Welcome to the Successful Woman Podcast, where we interview inspiring women from around the globe, each week taking you to the next level of your success. And hello and welcome to another Successful Woman Podcast. And today we've got a fascinating woman to speak with you because we're going to dive into the realm of all things AI. We have Denise Merthe-Backman all the way from Houston, the United States. So welcome to the show, Denise. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, Joanna. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's wonderful to have you on the show. I'm, I am so excited because I've gone down the deep dive of AI this week, you know, looking at all sorts of things and it can be really intimidating, right? But before we get into that, you have an incredible take on AI because you have over 30 years experience in sales. 20 of those are in tech and over 15 years in machine learning and AI. So you've got this really unusual take around sales and AI, and that's what we're going to talk about today, AI and the future of sales. So before we jump into that, Denise, I just would love it if you would just give us a quick snapshot. What is success to you? Oh, gosh. So success in general or success with AI? <laughs> well, we, let's, let's talk about success in general and then we'll drop down to AI. <laughs> yeah. So success in general for me is being able to live the live my perfect life. So my perfect life is one that is healthy and happy, spending time with my family and is still building a business where I can really help other people and make an impact. To me, at the end of the day, that's what success is. Amazing. Well, it's all about impact and AI is creating a huge impact. And I don't even think that we're yet to understand the impact that's coming from AI. I mean, there are some incredible things, right? Like I have seen programs where the video is generated and makes you speak and it's not even you that's speaking. Mm -hmm. And I've heard about this program that, you know, scanned through all of Josh Rogan's podcasts and basically recreated a podcast <laughs> sounding like yep. Josh Rogan. So we are about to go into uncharted territory, but it's such a buzz and everyone's talking about ChatGBT and, you know, the, the servers are crashing because so many people are on it and there's all sorts of things about the fact that Google are going to ban it and, you know, they're going to be able to pick up if you've used ChatGBT for all of your content. But what do you think are the key things that we need to know about AI and the future in business? Yeah, so I would say a few things. One is it's already here, so it's not the future. So the people that are sitting on the sidelines just waiting to see you're going to be passed by because there's nothing to see it's already there's nothing to wait to see it's already here so that's first and foremost it is not the future it is the here and now so that's key the other is that if we don't find a way today to actually engage and start to potentially affect the trajectory of ai it could lead us down a a scary path, a path that we don't really want. I mean, they're going so far as creating chips that they can embed in your body that can give all sorts of information, not just health related, but information about your location. And, you know, when you went to the restroom and crazy things, but things that are 
really everyday life activities that we don't need to have monitored in our world. That being said, while that seems very fearful, I think the third point is that AI can be immensely amazing. If you think about all the mundane tasks that we have to do on an everyday basis, just having something automatically do that for you so you can spend more effective and efficient time on the items that matter, that's what's key. And just look at all the things that AI is doing in the healthcare industry. That alone should warm our hearts and make us feel better about the good that AI can do for us and the outlook that we potentially have if we get engaged and start to not sit on the sidelines, but actually do something about our knowledge and awareness and therefore our um, engagement with AI potentially. So that's AI in general. As it relates to sales and business, it's going to change the whole trajectory of business today. As you know, it's so easy to go online and purchase something you know, quick and easy on Amazon or any other solution. And if you look at Amazon, it will give you all these recommendations based on previous buying history based on income or spend that you've spent, you know, it will take a bunch of data, bring it together and give you recommendations based on that. That's just one small example or use case in which AI can be used. But as it relates to overall, it's going where I see it going is really just taking a lot of the mundane effort that we're putting in and allowing us to focus on the things that really matter. So augmenting rather than replacing us. I love it. And it's all about focus, right? But what I love the most about what you just shared is that this really is a conversation that everybody needs to get behind because it is shaping our world. And so we want to be active participants in that world that's that's constructed and how, how we use this, this technology and that it can be used for good. It doesn't all have to be, you know, scary, you know, fearful, something to be afraid of. So I love that. What a beautiful message to give to the world because, you know, change brings up fear, right? A lot of people are, you know, nervous about change. And you've had this amazing history in sales and AI and tech, and you're going through this incredible time of change. And so, you know, is that the process that you do is really helping guide people? How do you use AI? How do you integrate it? You know, how do you bring that into companies and take people on that change and make them, you know, reassure them that it's not replacing them. It's actually enhancing the quality of their working life because they don't have to do the basic things. So is that, is that the general gist of what you're doing with success with, with AI? That's a portion of it. So I want to help organizations determine within their sales processes where AI can best fit and help them make their processes much more efficient. But I also want us to focus on as much as I love AI and specifically as it relates to sales, I want us to remember that human interaction is still important. So making sure that we upskill and we provide the sales reps of today all of the uh, enablement and experience and opportunities that they need to better and improve their processes 
within human interaction is really important as well, because I fear that we will use AI in a means to replace rather than augment. And then where are we left? We are actually then replacing jobs. I mean, the inevitable is that AI is going to replace some tasks that we do. And because it does replace tasks, it will potentially replace some people. But instead of replacing them, let's upskill them. Let's reskill them. Let's make them better. And that's really what I want to do. I want to share with them how they can adopt and adapt to AI technologies, but how they still keep the human interaction as part of the process, because that is still key in all decisions that we make. And, you know, it's so true what you say, because there was a study done on the need for personal connection in repeat sales. And I think it was, you know, 73% of people are more likely to buy again if they feel that connection to a person. And the sales process is a very delicate process and it's a lot about psychology, right? So before, I want to ask you some questions about breaking down sales psychology, right? But what I'm hearing you say is that AI is a good thing to take out the mundane, but there's still going to be touch points in that process that you have to have a human person because without that, the trust is gone and the connection is gone. And, you know, a lady was saying to me the other day, she said, I got a phone call the other day and I got halfway through it and I realized it was a bot. And then I just hung up on the call. So this is this interesting space that we're going to get into is when when do we automate and when do you need human touch? And how does that relate back to sales psychology and being successful in sales? So I'd love you to share your wisdom around that. Well, I'd like to start off with this stat that I think is so important. 95% of buyers' decisions are based on emotion. 95%. That's a huge, significant number. So if 90% is based on emotion, what's the one thing AI can't provide? Emotion. It is really good at a lot of things, but the humans are the only ones that actually can provide emotion. So that being said, yes, there are going to be some sales aspects of sales, again, that we talked about that are going to be replaced, but there are going to be some sales in which there will never be a human. So if you go on Amazon, you're never going to get a human as part of the Amazon buying process. There are even some cars that you can actually buy, especially here in the US, we have Carvana, where you never really have to even interact with a sales person. You can use the the app or the, the sales, uh, the website Carvana and make your entire purchase. But for those large purchases where there are multiple stakeholders, multiple decision makers in which it affects an entire company and not just one individual like buying a car, right? If it, it when it affects more people, you're going to have to have that human intervention because or human interaction because we buy by emotion, whether we realize it or acknowledge it or not, it is by emotion. So that is where I think humans will still have to be key and vital in the sales process. That being said, the example that you gave regarding the chat bot, that's kind of scary, right? But if used right, that's pretty amazing. If you think about the amount of touch points that a lead that turns when they turn into a a actual lead or a prospect, it used to take five to eight touches. Now I think the number is anywhere from 15 to 18 touch points. If you have a virtual digital assistant, like the one she described that she experienced, if you have one that that allows for that process to be automated, but allows for the sales rep to step in whenever necessary to take over and then 
step back and give it back to the workflow, how cool is that, right? You never want someone to truly experience the, the um, what do you call it? The impersonable, the very stoic, the very abrasive, the not non-human interaction. But if it can get you to that 15 to 18 touch points while you go and work on something else that's actually generating revenue, then that's really success because it still enables you to jump into the process and take over for a step when necessary, and then still even back out and pass it on back to the workflow, which I think is so very cool. Wow. So, I mean, it's going to be a huge time of transition, and, you know, just like any new marketplace, there's going to be great products and products that aren't so great. I know I was testing one the other day and I got their automated follow-up email and I wrote back and said, well, actually, my <laughs> lips didn't match the sound, so I can't use your program. <laughs> and we're in that really interesting phase where there's some really good stuff out there and some stuff that, you know, really just chuck it off, you know, by the roadside because it's just not quite there yet. So this transition what do we need to know in this transition time, particularly when it can be really overwhelming? You know, not everybody is tech, tech open, I would say, you know, like not everybody is used to, you know, using tech. And it takes a certain mindset as well to be able to spend time and, you know, really also maximize it because it's one thing to get programs, but if it's not implemented well, then you're not really leveraging off the full benefit of those programs. So as we transition during this time, what is it you see that, you know, we really need to understand as we bring these new programs and concepts into our businesses? A few things. One is I always think and my, and what I've been messaging is while you may not want to embrace AI with open arms, you most certainly should embrace it at least with caution. So when I say caution, make sure that you look at what you're dealing with, what you're about to implement, what you're taking on as, as part of your new process, because it's not, as you mentioned, 100%. We know, for example, with ChatGPT, that there's a lot of misinformation. So to take that information and just take it at face value, it, you're doing yourself a disservice. When you receive that information, it's really important for you to read through it. Make sure that if there are facts in there that you've actually fact-checked. If you're looking at tone, make sure it matches your tone and the messaging that you want to get out. That's just on a very very small scale because that's just chat GPT. But if you add it that that same um, process or mentality or methodology to an enterprise-wide solution, Proceed with caution. Make sure you've tried and tried it and tested it. Make sure that you are getting the results. The good thing about AI is that it's continuously learning, right? So as you have implemented a workflow, the more it that workflow continues to flow, the more that it's going to get better and then the smarter that it is. So the better the output will eventually be, but it's going to take time. So I would say the other thing is have patience. So one is be be. Be one to embrace it, but maybe just with caution and then be open and willing to understand that it's going to take, it may take a little bit of time to get exactly where you want it. Even with chat GPT on the very small scale with end user being consumers, right? You and I can, can, um, can, can tap into chat GPT. Once you have 
entered, once you've put in prompts, after you've put in so many prompts, it starts to learn a little bit about you. So the output, even though it may be a different prompt, the output is going to get better every single time. And so you've got to have patience. So I'd say embrace it with caution, have patience. And the other, I think, is recognize that you have to adopt it, whether you want to or not. You may not be tech open. You may not be tech savvy, but you've got to learn how to adapt and adopt it because it is going to be a part of our everyday life. In the next three to five years, the way we know the world today will completely change. I mean, if you saw the news just recently, there's an organization that IBM in particular that is laying off some or not filling, laying off is not the correct term, but they plan on not filling 30% of their job of 26,000 jobs. That's a significant number. That's almost 8,000 jobs that may not be due to layoffs, but when they are when they are vacated, they are not going to be refilled because they plan to replace AI with that. Now, will that actually happen? We don't really know, right? Because the reality is, I think once people start to adopt more and more AI, they're going to recognize that you can't replace people with AI. That all being said, it doesn't really matter because if they start to, if they start and it becomes successful, even in the first or second phase, then you know, other organizations are going to as well. So you've got to be more willing to adopt it and adapt to it today more than ever. And you've got to do it soon rather than waiting, because if you wait, you're going to be left behind and you won't be relevant in the next three to five years. And I suppose that also is true for people in business to upskill. You need to be able to use these tools, right? Because if you don't know how to use them, then that's going to become the basic business platforms that everybody is using. So you know, um, it'll be interesting to see what they start to teach in schools, you know, yes. whether these become, you know, basic, basic tools that everybody needs to learn. <laughs> so instead of, you know, learning to write, they learn how to use ChatGPT. But as you said, it's all about, you know, garbage in, garbage out and discernment. So it's going to be really interesting because, you know, the other beauty about humanity is the unique innovation and creation. And, you know, AI doesn't do that. It, it's it's a it's a you know it's a reorganizing of what already exists. So we're going to hit this really interesting points of how do you bring creativity in to a world that's changing into a very sort of structured, homogenous type of way of doing things. Yeah, exactly. Where that's where I think you mentioned the word upskilling. I think. It should be the responsibility of the business that you work for to help ensure that they're investing in upskilling their employees. But I don't think it can you can rely necessarily on the businesses. I think that we each as individuals have to take it on ourselves to upskill. And when I mean upskill, yes, it is important to understand how to use the AI technologies and, and make sure that you understand what part of the AI technology you need to be engaged with. But you also need to, if AI is going to replace this task, what are you going to do in place of that? So that's where creativity and innovation has to come in. We have to start being more innovative and creative for ourselves because now we have to figure out if AI is going to take over 20% of what I do today, 
How can I make myself more relevant and ensure that I've got job security? What can I do that adds value over and beyond what I'm currently doing today that replaces that 20% with 20% of something new? That's going to have to be our responsibility to do. Now, I do believe that our businesses that employ us should be responsible for that as well, but we have to take ownership for that ourselves because not all businesses are going to do that. Well, you know, businesses are lucky to have a lady like you with so much experience to help them transition, you know, really what is a combination of, you know, practical efficiencies in business, emotion and fear as, you know, things change in a business and maximizing sales. And, you know, you still have your day-to-day things within the business of making sales and quotas and growing a business to manage too. So, you know, what a unique gift you give to businesses that just so lucky. So if you're online and you haven't worked out who to speak to about bringing AI into your sales process, success with AI, Denise Methabachman, she is the lady to talk to. You know, Denise, there's one last question i got to ask you. And I just want to make sure that everybody online is clear because we throw around all these terms. We've talked about AI. We've talked about machine learning. What's the difference? Is there a difference? Because, you know, there's probably a lot of people online that may not understand the difference between the two. Yeah. So a machine learning is a function of AI, as is automation, as is a few other different examples that I could provide to you. So machine learning is about uh, one particular workflow. If you want to think about it in as basic terms as possible. Think of machine learning as one workflow and it is bringing in data that it is um, it, that it is scraping from anywhere that it possibly can. AI is adding a little bit of intelligence to that. So it may be scraping data. It may not be, but it is bringing in a lot of data of some sorts from somewhere. And then it's also adding the intelligent decision-making aspect of it as well. Now, again, it has to be learned, but it is adding the decision-making process as well. So that's the difference between machine learning and AI. So think of AI here, machine learning, automation, and et cetera, et cetera. Amazing. Well, so for anybody that wants to get in touch with you, how can they find you? The best way to get in touch with me right now is through LinkedIn. I'm always there. I've got some new programs that are coming out. So I'm super excited about that. And I'll be sharing those within the next couple of weeks. But you can always find me there. I'm launching a podcast shortly as well. So I'm super excited. I've got a book coming out, a lot happening. But LinkedIn is the place to always find me. I'm always hanging out there. Amazing. Well, Denise, thank you so much for your time. So just a super recap, and I think you summed it up perfectly in the first question. AI, it's already here, right? It is already here, guys. So you need to engage with it, right? We need to engage with it, not only within our workplaces, but with, you know, as a society, you know, as as humans, you know, how do we want to engage with this? Because it can be immensely amazing. And I've got absolutely no doubt that you're going to be somebody that's going to be riding this this tidal wave of change and helping people really find a way to get AI to work in sales in the best way possible while maintaining that essential human connection. So, so excited to see more about what you do. Thank you so much for spending time with us, Denise. Thank you. I appreciate it, Joanna. And I'm so thankful that we are even having this discussion because again, you're right. AI is here. So let's figure out how to embrace it. Amazing. And with that, we will be back soon with another amazing lady to share her success in 20 next time on the Successful Woman podcast. Look forward to seeing you soon. 
We want to thank you for joining the Successful Woman podcast today, the international initiative that empowers women to create the life and lifestyle that they truly desire. We would love for you to connect with us on our Instagram or Facebook page or join our group, We Are Successful Women. And remember, there are as many definitions of success as there are women on the planet.